I'm pretty sure it's the most accurate thing I've ever said. It's totally and completely not accurate at all. I'm playing Hogwarts Mystery right now. My character's a Hufflepuff, and she is badass, okay? So, when we recorded our last episode, we did have a foster puppy. Yes. Then we took a break. Which would have been a perfect time to record a podcast episode. It would have been. But we were too busy. Because so now, here we are recording again with another foster puppy. A different, a different one. foster puppy. Who is equally as loud, if not louder. Excuse me, Thursday? Hi. Why are you on the table? She's Don't drink my tea! She's learning about Don't stuff. drink my slushie! Um, so oh, yeah, this past cool. week we did not record or edit any new content because we were busy participating in a wild scavenger hunt. <laughs> in fact, the greatest international scavenger hunt. That's what one might call it that because it that's literally what it's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gish for short, yep. which used to be Gish Wiz. Yes. Which and was short for... The greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. Right. Yeah. And Cassie has participated for the past couple years, actually. Yeah, I think this was my fourth year. That sounds probably right. Yeah. Um, and I only participated starting last year because of Cassie, of course, because that's how you get involved in Gish, is somebody <laughs> tells you about it. Because otherwise, you just would have no idea what was oh, going totally. on. I think my friend Brandy is the one who got me pulled in. Anyway, long story short, we spent the week completing tasks of Mm -hmm. all kinds of different natures. And levels of weirdness. Yeah, some simple, like making a meme and getting 400 likes on it. Which we did. Or 300. 400. 400. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Making a fundraiser that's pretty on point for the the list. All the way up to really odd things like dressing as a housewife and makeshift playing curling in a public mall. Yeah, that's curling like the, the sport. Olympic sport curling. Yeah. yeah, which we did in a public mall with people around. Mm-hmm. But most people were very understanding and kind of intrigued. We only got the same guy from that one lady. I don't think they were understanding as much as they kind of were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody said anything yeah, and nobody basically. thought it was entertaining. They just kind of all avoided us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a, a whole variety of odd tasks. And if you guys are interested in seeing some of the stuff we did, some of the crafts we made, yeah. some of the videos we made, let us know. We can we can now officially post. We couldn't post anything while we were doing the right. hunt. That's part of the rules is that mm-hmm. everything you have to do remains private yep. until the end of the hunt. And then you can share as much as you want. So And we do. We really want to share. <laughs> Definitely let us, us know. Give us accolades. Tell us what amazing artists we are. <laughs> Um, So that's why we didn't record or publish a new episode this week, which, um, sorry, but plenty more episodes to come. Sorry, not sorry? (laughs) I I guess. And I am kind of sorry, because it was never our intention to not give you guys a new episode as part of the craziness, but it turned out it was just a lot of work and a lot of time, and we didn't have any spare time to record an episode. And we got kind of behind on recording episodes, so. Yeah, Yeah, so we're going to do a lot of recording. Yeah, that's the hope. But we have a bunch of exciting, exciting 
episodes planned for you all. Yes. And we have a couple of features that we're going to be able to do coming up soon. We're going to be going to the San Jose Reptile Expo. In a couple weeks in now. A couple weeks. And so we'll do a special episode. Maybe we can do a quick live video while we're there. Yeah, we should be able to. Yeah. I was going to vlog a little bit, get some footage. Yeah. And then post it um, as a video on our Facebook page later. Awesome. But for sure, we can do a, a little bit of live streaming while we're there as well. A Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, either or both. Yeah. Um, and then we can. And um, we, so we've got that one coming up. And then we have like four confirmed potential guest stars, including the return of one of what our only guest star so far, I yes, guess, our, our guest right. host, guest hosts. Yes. Because our stars are always the critters, of course. Right. Of course. Yeah. So we've got a couple really, really awesome people in the works who would love to get involved and share their knowledge with yeah. us. Um, some, some mammal knowledge, some reptile knowledge, mm-hmm. some bird knowledge. We're going to get it all yep. in there. Yep. Exciting stuff is, is yeah. Basically, exciting stuff is on the horizon. I'm also, we're going to start getting um, some business cards. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking into what sorts of merch might be the best. So, if you are one of our super fans, yeah, stay tuned. Also, the San Jose Reptile Expo, which we are attending, put out a call to educators and teachers and troop leaders, um, letting them know if they were interested in getting um, flyers and coupons to Ooh. give out to their prospective groups Ooh. to contact them. So, I was going to send them an email to see if CritterCast subscribers who are local to the California area and would want to make the trip to the San Jose area, that's Santa Clara County, it's Southern Bay Area, Mm -hmm. for anybody who doesn't know where that is, if you're close-ish to that, um, and any of our local listeners and such, Mm -hmm. and you'd be interested in going, let me know. I'm going to reach out to them. I don't know. I don't know for sure that they'll give us flyers. Um, or they'll give us flyers. I don't know for yeah. sure they'll give us coupons, but yeah. they might. So we'll see. That's worth asking. I know. Once one day when we're really well established, I'd love to vend at a at a show. Oh my gosh! Show, right? Right? Yeah. That'd be really that'd be amazing. That'd be really cool. This yeah. year, not going to work out. Maybe at some point, we could even do meet and greets. Sure. Mm-hmm. With Tinkerbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not with us. You guys wouldn't no. want to. <laughs> I mean, we're boring. We're boring. <laughs> We know it's with you're all our, here for the animals. It's with the critters, always yeah. with the critters. Um, so there's a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon for CritterCast, but this week perhaps is is an episode that you've always wanted that you didn't know you wanted. Right. That's just the critter we're talking <laughs> about today. It's just one of those yep. creatures that you just didn't know you needed to yep. know everything about, and today you're going to know right. everything about them. And we, we owe a shout-out, mm-hmm. because in our last episode we said... If you have an idea what we're going to be doing next, you yes. should let us know. Yes. And someone got really, really close. What did they guess? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Why did you mention it, though? Because <laughs> I wanted to give her the shout-out. Okay. So, Adriana, <laughs> this is your official reward <laughs> for guessing that we were going to do an underwater creature that we saw at the aquarium. You're right. That's we're... what we said at the end of the episode. Shh. Oh, my gosh. That's literally just what we said, though. Yeah, but I think she knew it was going to be an Amola Mola. Well, you just told them. I did. That wasn't how we were going to announce it. All right, well, do the announcement. <sighs> well, no, it's screwing to now. Nobody it's knows what a Mola Mola is, so tell them what we're doing. Everybody knows what a Mola Mola uh, is. Not everybody. Yes. I mean, probably our listeners, though. Yeah. Our listeners are very animal savvy. 
And if they don't know what a mola mola is, they're going to find out. That's true. So basically, they have a mola mola on exhibit at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yeah. It has long... This was Cassie's first visit to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. <laughs> it was so fun! Um, it was not my first visit, and that has long been a, a, a spot for me. A sore spot, one might say. Um, they live in their open ocean, their deep ocean ocean. exhibit um, that has, you know, rays and Mm -hmm. tiger sharks and Mm -hmm. other creatures in it. Leopard sharks. Mm Mm-hmm. And sea turtles. Mm -hmm. There's sea turtles in that exhibit. Sea bass. And there's lots of giant sea bass. Yeah. A lot of big sea bass. And one mola mola. One mola mola. And you can only see it every once in a while. Yeah. Because it swims so slow. It's really slow. (laughs) <laughs> and it just comes around every once in a while. Yeah. So you really have to sit there and watch for a yeah. while to go see it. And we'll talk about why they move slow yeah. as we go into it. But the mola mola is also known as the sunfish. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we call them the sunfish. Oh, I know. Well, you know, just say it. Let's start there. We'll start with the name of the creature. All right. So let's talk about the mola mola. Okay. Well, first of all, the mola mola. If you have not heard of a mola mola, a mola mola is this giant huge, weird-looking fish. Mm-hmm. It can be up to the size of an SUV. Yep. It's gray. Um, sometimes it can be, like, a little bit mottled. Mm-hmm. On top, it can have some patterning. Um, it looks like a half of a fish. It doesn't have a tail. It looks like somebody just cut off the head of a fish, and it grew life independently on its own. Uh, so... We're going to be sharing images, of course, on social media of the Mola Mola. <laughs> so check out all of our social media um, to see this. And if you're not driving, pull over and look at it right now. Yeah, if you need a comp- if you are driving, pull over and look at it. Wait, if you're not driving, look at it. If you are driving, don't look right now because we don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> They've commonly been compared to... Uh, swimming dinner plates. Yeah. That's kind of what you can think That's of. That's fair. Not circular, of course. No. But like They're weird, flat. oddly shaped yeah. dinner plates. Yeah. Well, and even their name, the mola, mola is actually Latin for millstone. And it's it's meant because a millstone is what you grind things at the mill on. Um, and it's a large, round, gray, rough surface object. And so the name mola mola is literally... Millstone, millstone. <laughs> well, that's not very catchy. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not to be confused with the much prettier and much more functional rockfish. Right. 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 It's just like, like more like a skipping stone. A really, really big skipping stone. Yeah. That's basically what the, the size Like is. a giant skipping stone. Like a titan skipping stone. Okay. <laughs> so in Greek mythology, they were probably the skipping stone. Why not? Uh, they're also known as ocean sunfish, um, and in many uh, romance languages, they're known by a, a name that translates to moonfish, again, for the same reason, because they look like a flat gray circle. <laughs> um, in German, I think... I think I that's think, giving them a little too much credit. I really don't think you can compare them to the beauty of a moon, but... Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. In German, the name is swimming head. That makes more sense. <laughs> and in Chinese, it's toppled wheel fish. Um, <laughs> not sure I get that. You so far, fish head's my meal. favorite. Yeah, I figured you'd like that one. Yeah. <laughs> also, though, can we talk about for a second how some 
language mm-hmm. is called the moonfish, but we call it the sunfish, and those are pretty opposite. Right. But I bet b- both of the reasons are similar. Tell the mola mola that size doesn't matter. Tell them. Well, the mola mola knows size doesn't matter, because even though it is literally the biggest... Oh, come here, baby girl. Aw, poor little girl. Even though it's the, um... It's one of the biggest fish. It's it's not much of a threat to anyone or anything. Except for Besides what it eats. jellyfish. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me. Correct your statement. It's a threat to jellyfish? Jellies. Oh, je- I'm sorry. We don't call them jellyfish because right. they're, not, they're fish. not fish. Fair. Okay, so the average lifespan in captivity is really all we know. And in captivity, they can live up to 10 years so far. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to help them live longer in captivity. Because scientists think that molamolas can live in the wild um, for up to 20 years. Well, that's very interesting because usually captivity, right. they're longer lived. But I think there haven't been a lot of molamolas in captivity yet. Fair. Yeah. Because so, why, though? Because <laughs> they're cool. They're so cool. Wait, no, I have way more information about them. that will It will convince even you. You guys... I don't think so. Karina's a skeptic. <laughs> Karina... Why don't you give us your unvarnished opinion of mola molas? Right now, from yeah. the beginning, I think they're useless. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're the most useless of creatures. Now, to be fair, once upon a time, a couple years ago, there mm-hmm. was a rant on Facebook that went viral. It was not cited. It wasn't academic. It was right. just a person using very colorful language <laughs> right. and very funny metaphors and tools to explain how useless the mola mola is. Right. Um, and I have since learned yeah. that there was a lot of incorrect facts in that in that Facebook rant. That's of right. course, because it was just it a, was Facebook a Facebook rant, rant by somebody that was not a scientist, not a marine biologist. They didn't really know what they were talking about. Like us. They knew some facts. Like um, us. <laughs> you know what? We're not professing, like, deep faith <laughs> in things. True. But um, this, I, I'm not going to read you the whole rant because it's quite long, and it is mostly incorrect. So then, of course, um, somebody reached out to a marine biologist friend, showed uh-huh. them the rant, and the marine biologist fact-checked them and yeah. said, this person has no idea what they're talking about. Right. The fact that they mainly eat jellies means they're very good for the environment because jellies are overpopulating the ocean. You know what I say? Jellies are pretty. I like them. Stop (laughs) eating them. I don't care if they overpopulate the ocean. That is the only use molamolas have. They do not benefit the world in any other way. Actually, I will disagree with that. They benefit fish and they benefit seabirds. And I will tell you why. Fine. Okay. Do. But first, I'm going to roll it back a little bit more and give you some more. Lay, lay down the deep mola mola facts. Okay. okay. I'm going to change it by the end of the episode. I'm going to change your mind. I don't agree. I'm I'm very set in my in my opinion about I mean, the mean, I know. But also, I'm going to give it my best. Go for it. All right. So, they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, can weigh up to 2.5 or possibly even 3 tons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can get up to 11 feet in length. So that's Give about... Give me a... What is 3 tons in pounds? So, Give me an American measurement. Is tons uh, an American measurement? Yes. It is. <laughs> that's an American measurement. I don't but know. But how about if I tell you this? The, the heaviest mola mola that's 
been on record that we've actually recorded um, was a female mola mola caught in 1996 and it weighed 5,000 pounds. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was the same size as a fully grown white rhinoceros. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those things are honking. So fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to put it in perspective, when I was at the fair the other day, which uh-huh. is where I saw those cute river otters we posted, yes. um, there was a... What kind of horse was it? It was a... Clydesdale? Nope. Mm. Another big draft horse like horse? that. I mean, that a draft horse is just a grouping of horses. Okay. Um, like a Clydesdale is a draft oh, horse. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> uh, to- oh, it was a Frisian. Oh, yeah, another okay, big draft fair. horse breed. Yeah. And it was massive, yeah. and it only weighed 2,000 pounds. Yeah. So, 2.5 mm-hmm. of those. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All together. The one at the Monterey Bay Aquarium is not that big. No. There's no way. No, that one's kind of a baby. They've raised that one from a baby. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Mola molas are shaped very interestingly. And part of why is because, so they're shaped kind of like a a squashed bullet um, because the back fin that they're born with doesn't get any bigger. (laughs) So, I mean, it gets bigger, but just in proportion to their body. It doesn't grow long. Mm -hmm. Instead, as as they're growing, that back fin folds into itself um, and creates a rounded rudder that's called a clavis. So they don't really have a tail. They have a clavis. What is a clavis? It's though? that that rudder type thing. But like, what other animals have these? None. <laughs> That's ex- like that was an like, eye roll. Some, you couldn't see that. Some but the boats can. Have- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They're clumsy swimmers because they swim by wagging their large dorsal and anal fins to move, and they steer with their clavis. Part of their clumsiness might also be attributable to the fact that they don't have a swim bladder, which is what helps the buoyancy of other fishes. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, they have a gelatinous layer yeah. that helps them retain buoyancy, but they don't have yeah. quite. Um, however, despite that, they can actually get a fair amount of distance. Well, they're 5,000 pounds, they better. Right. So they can, uh, they can make dives in the deep ocean of up to 1,600 feet deep. Um, and one individual that they tagged, that scientists tagged, traveled 1,100 miles in three months, which is the equivalent of the distance from L.A. to Seattle, which is kind of booking it. So far, I'm still pretty unimpressed. <laughs> I just want you to know that. All right. Well, I, I'm pretty impressed that even though nature seems to be against them in, in their physical anatomical structure, they, you know what? They're the underdog here. They're no. not going to put up with that bullshit. They're like, I'm going to try hard anyway. Nope. I'm going to dive as deep as I want to dive, and I'm going to swim to L.A. if I want to. And guess what? I do. <laughs> anyway, so here's a cool thing. <laughs> So we were talking about how they eat jellies, right? Uh-huh. So they have teeth, but their teeth, uh, as they mature, they fuse into this beak-like structure so that it actually works really, really well for them to clamp onto the jellies hmm. and then swallow it. So, yeah. But the sad thing... So they have teeth, but even they become useless over time. And the sad thing is that they can't even fully close their mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is not 
<laughs> this is not winning me over at all. I just need you to I know. I think it's endearing. I don't think it's endearing. Because it's not like they're like cute, cuddly, I want to go play with that I sunfish. I totally buy a Mola Mola plushie. Absolutely. No. Yes. No. Um... So they're they're the heaviest of all the bony fish, meaning that they have um, a vertebrae that's made out of bones, right? Right. Um, and yes, sharks and rays can be heavier, but that's because they, they don't have bones. They don't. Ha- they have cartilage. Yeah, exactly. Mola mola are found in temperate and tropical oceans around the world. They're frequently seen basking in the sun, and. They can be mistaken for sharks because that, they have that large dorsal fin. Mm-hmm. So the basking in the sun. Experts believe that there's two reasons that they do this behavior. So one of the reasons is that it might be that they're trying to warm themselves up after doing these deep dives. Um, and that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, I guess. Sure. Another reason. So mola molas um, are kind of slimy. Gross. And they're flat, so they don't, they make actually a really, really good um, surface for parasites to latch onto. They breed <laughs> parasites. Oh, so many. Ugh. So many parasites attached to mola molas. I think scientists have counted something like 50 different types of um, parasites that tend to be found on mola molas um, and inside of mola molas. So one of the speculations is that when they're sunning themselves, they're also inviting the seabirds to come down and pluck the parasites off and out of them, which is why they are useful to birds, because they're helping to feed these seabirds who may not no, otherwise... the seabirds are helping them, because otherwise they would just die of parasite infestation. Yeah, but it's a symbiotic relationship. No, they're helping no. the seabirds, too. They also help elsewhere. the fish who can eat the parasites as well. So they're a really... Look, they're like the Hufflepuff of the ocean. Literally dinner plates. They are not the Hufflepuff. How dare you compare <laughs> them to my house? That's not accurate at all. Give me an example of one mola mola that oh, has made trouble. There was, um, so a lot of times mola molas can get hit by boats. And since they're so big, they can cause a lot of, a lot of damage to the boat. They got hit go. by the boat. <laughs> Passive troublemaking does um, not count. Also, mola molas have led to a vast deal of confusion and befuddlement on the parts of fishers and divers who find dead or partly dead mola molas and can't figure out what the heck this apparently... Because there's just chunks of them. Yes. Because they just get eaten and then they just yes float around. It's just disgusting. Anyhow, okay, so, oh, I, I wanted to tell you a little bit about at least one of the parasites that infest the mola mola. Yeah, this is not a parasite episode. <laughs> this is a fish episode. So there's one... Pol- Parasites par- are gross! <laughs> there's one parasite that's... It's a coke pod, um, and it's called a panella, and it it functions, it lives, by burying its head inside of the mola mola's uh, flesh uh. and letting a string of its eggs trail out behind it. That's disgusting. And I told you I didn't want to know about that. The birds think it's delicious. Gross. So yummy. You wouldn't think parasites were interesting at all <laughs> if when you were cleaning out your office, you had found a little tube of preserved heartworms. I... 
actually kind of think that sounds kind of cool. No, it was disgusting, and they I were, don't know how they long they had been there. Yeah, like, like in a solution. preserved in a solution? Like, that, they were just in a little plastic cool. tube in, a, like, a, a saline solution. I can't believe you didn't bring that home to show me. Ew! It went straight in the garbage! What? Heartworms are deadly. Yeah, they're and dead. And also gross. You should have brought it home to show me. No. Girl. Disgusting. Wow. Uncool. Anyway, so that's why they sun themselves. <laughs> Uh, they're considered a vulnerable population right now, which it, they're in the same class of um, conservancy threat as the giant panda or polar bears. So we should all, you know, help support the mola mola. One of the things that is most likely to lead to their um, decrease in population is that they can get snagged in drift gill nets and they can suffocate on sea trash like plastic bags, especially because plastic bags in the ocean resemble jellies, so that they're going to eat them. I will only agree to do the things that you've requested because it harms other sea life. What? Like, I won't use plastic bags because it harms other sea life. But it's not particularly I was say, for the mole and the mola. Please don't use plastic bags or, or recycle your plastic bags so you can help save the mola mola. It, it's for other reasons. I'm saving sea turtles no, and all other every creatures. Every day that you use a nope. reusable bag, you are saving a mola mola. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That's right. You are officially pro mola mola. I'm not. You're a pro mola. You're a promoter of a mola. You're a pro mola. That's a really, really bad play on words. <laughs> it's not even mildly good. It amused me. Nope. Oh, so funny. Um, so it's close relatives with the puffer fish and the trigger fish. Oh, and, okay, so even though some people may not see the usefulness of it, mullahs are wonderful um, uh, reproducers. They lay up to 300 million eggs at the same time. Continue your fact. I have a statement, but continue it. <laughs> and baby mola molas, okay, I have this picture because I want to show it to you. Baby mola molas are ridiculous. You think a giant, a, a grown mola mola looks weird? And ugly? Yes. I don't think the babies are ugly. They're just different looking. So they start out as tiny two millimeter, two millimeter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Hold your fingers just a tiny bit apart. That's how Well, they because get. even if you're 1,000 to 5,000 pounds, if you lay 300 right. million eggs at once, yeah. they can't be very big. Exactly. So um, so they start out really teeny tiny, and then they have to grow really fast because they don't have protections from predators. So the, the one at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, um, it started out as a baby, and it gained 822 pounds in 15 months, which is nearly 2 pounds or 1 kilogram a day. Damn. Put in perspective, folks. We Our last foster puppy at 10 weeks old still weighs 2.9 pounds. Yeah. That's right. At 10 weeks old. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to show you the picture of the baby. Show me. Are you ready? Wait, first tell me what you think it looks like. All eyeballs and all head. I mean, yeah. Ew! That's not you. It's cute. No. It's cute. It looks like a bread roll covered in plastic with, like, knives out all sides. Not, no. It's yes. like a little gelatinous starfish. No. That's yeah. not what starfish look With like. an eye. And a, you can see its beak, also too. Also sea stars. Yeah. That's whatever. not what a sea star looks like. You know what I was talking about. It's 
very it's creepy. adorable. No, I don't like that at all. I don't know how to win her over, you guys, because if this doesn't do it, it's so cute. Okay. Okay, well, no, but, wait. I still have more information. I was, I had something to oh, say, and oh, then you okay. didn't let me say it. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Keep going. Oh, okay. I'm done. What were you going to say? No, go keep going. Please bless me with your thoughts. No, you moved past it, so I literally forgot now. Because I was going to say something, and then you were like, no, let me were finish. Were say it about the baby? About what the baby looks like? No, not about... It was before you showed me the picture. It was before you showed you the picture. What but it was something about? about that. The 300 million... Oh, I was saying, just because they, they lay 300 million oh. eggs at a time doesn't make them good breeders. They're just trying to leave it up to chance. They're like, man, I just gotta lay a bunch because they're kind of useless. So, I mean, like, yes. hopefully at least one of them survives. Yeah. Do you know what the success rate of those 300 million... Obviously, it's not 100%. Because we don't have... Hundreds and millions of... I was hoping you wouldn't point that mm-hmm. information yeah. out. What, what is it? What is our... Oh, I don't know. We don't know that information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't sh- It doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Anyway. I bet it's like two. Yeah. They're yeah. fine. They're good. How, well, they're clearly endangered, so, you know. They're not endangered. They're just vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh... C-minus on procreation. Oh, way harsh, dude. They pass because they're still surviving, but it's barely. Okay, but at least it's not like the octopods where they lay the eggs and then the mother octopus literally, like, dies and decomposes because her flesh rots away because she's not eating anything. And then the baby. They have many other benefits, though. I mean, true. <laughs> You're not going to get me to say octopuses aren't amazing, because they are. <laughs> okay, well, here. They also posed... An interesting mystery for um, marine biologists and researchers to figure out. Okay. Okay. So, and this is pulled from an, a blog on uh, from the Nature Conservancy, um, written by Justine Hoshier. Hoshier? Hoshier? So, as a part of her um, PhD work, a scientist from New Zealand, Marianne Nygaard, sequenced the DNA of more than 150 molas. So she found there were three different types of molas. So she found a mola mola, a mola ramsayi, 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 um, and a mysterious lancelotus. Look, my Latin isn't great, okay? Erica, you helped us with Latin last time. Tell us how to pronounce these words. Thank you. Um... Oh, and then she found that there was also a mystery fourth species that didn't match the DNA of any other fish. What? Whoa. Mind-blowing. Not really. Yes. But okay. So then she went on a four-year-long attempt to figure out what the heck this mystery mola was. So she searched through pictures of sunfish online so that she was looking for oddities that might be um, recognizable characteristics of a particular uh, species. She asked other scientists to let her know when they had found molas so she could collect a DNA sample. Um, and so in 2014, a group of scientists pulled up a mola with a weird structure on its um, behind, its derriere. And okay. took photos in a DNA sample. And then there were four other sunfish that were found with that same feature. Um, they were stranded on a New Zealand beach. And the DNA all matched that mystery mola. So that mola is called the hoodwinker mola. 
because it hoodwinked the scientists. Okay. It's a on the smaller side. Its mouth doesn't stick out as much. Its pseudo tail is mostly smooth with a lot of, a lot of bumps and lumps. Uh, we still don't quite know what its range is, but it, so far it's been found in the cold southern waters off of New Zealand, Tasmania, southern Australia, southern Africa, and southern Chile. So, have I convinced you? No. Oh. <laughs> but they sound so cool, though, right? No, every single positive facts is, is followed up by, but... I did not say but at all. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. You did. A I intentionally times, said derriere instead of but. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... When you Google... Yeah. Mola Mola. Yes. As I did to start my research. Right. Google images. Oh, well, right. Okay. Within the first five pictures uh-huh. that pops up, two of them uh-huh. are of a sea lion eating its head. That's just because people thought that was funny and they reblog it. It's not because that it's happens to It's two different pictures. Mola. It happens to many of them. It doesn't happen to the one in the Monterey Bay Aquarium. That's because they don't have sea lions. Exactly. Because what is more useful? The Mola Mola. No, you just can't keep a sea lion in captivity like that. They don't need to either because they live right outside. Right, that's so you can true. just look at them. Yes, you can. That's why they don't that's, have them. That's also true. Also because they don't want children to just walk around looking at sea lions eating all the other fish. That's totally they keep a happens. balanced ecosystem in there. They'd you put like, a sea lion in there and go. everything else is gone. It's buffet time. It's literally just Jurassic World. Dig in. Oh my god. Gosh. <laughs> the sea lion would be like, um, this is the best day ever. It's a buffet! <laughs> All you can eat and they keep putting in more! Oh my god, and they just get bigger! <laughs> and this one yeah. can't even get away we'll from We'll talk me. about sea lions at some point because I really do love them, but also they're terrifying. Oh yeah, they're... Uh, uh, like, terrifying. Like the stuff of nightmares. We'll talk about them later. Not quite as I terrifying guess, as I guess owls. if I was gonna... <laughs> true though. <laughs> if I was gonna say one thing, one... Positive thing about the Mola Mola, yeah. and you better listen close because this is all you're getting. I'm I'm hanging. Is that if you were to run into one while scuba diving in the ocean, you would have nothing to fear. And actually, that's quite likely. Yeah. Um, if you were scuba diving in its regular environs, because they tend to be quite curious and might want to come over and investigate what you're doing. Are you sure they're curious or just like you're no. in their swimming bath and they're they just go, coming? They go to check things out. Okay, they're sure. they're thoughtful. They have a rich internal life okay prove it they are secretly doing like philosophical debates about the nature of life the universe and everything i really don't think they are well that's what they want you to think no yeah i I really don't think so (laughs) there are so many more intelligent sea creatures in the ocean all right dear listeners please (laughs) please write to us and tell us what you think do you think the mola mola has a point I don't even care if you think the Mola Mola has a point. Fun challenge for you. If a listener can submit something that convinces me overall that Mola Molas are worth being in the ocean and worth talking about and enjoying, then, you know, points for you. You'll get some special prize that I will make. Oh, Oh. I will personally make you a special prize. Wow, okay. I don't know what it will be. Can I join in on this competition? No, because uh-huh. you've already failed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, everybody, what I'm saying is I have a long <laughs> list of critters in this world that I love, and at this point, I'm not putting mola molas on it. 
But if you can help me put Molomolas on my list of critters that I love, <laughs> then perhaps I shall make you a special prize. <laughs> Maybe I will attempt to make you a stuffed Molomola. <gasps> I want a stuffed Molomola. Oh, it will be so bad. You don't want one made by me. <laughs> okay, if anyone can find a stuffed Molomola, please let me know where. And, and send also it just to us. send it to me because I want it. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that Cassie's would be the birthday's best. coming up, so just send her a stuffed mola mola yes, for her birthday. That would be wonderful. We don't have a PO box, but like, reach out to us. We'll let you know where to send it. We should get a PO box so people can send us presents. Yeah, we're not famous enough for that. My mind says otherwise. Okay, we That's, had we broke a hundred downloads. Indeed, we did. That was, like, the most exciting day Indeed of my life. we did. That whole day that I got my PhD, mm-hmm. the day my younger brother was born, <laughs> Forget about him. The day you met me. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Except you had a really cute kitten that it's day. It's true. So. We told that story because it's a good story. It's a good story. Also, like, you just can't go wrong the day you meet Karina. Really, there's just never a bad day to meet me. Run away. Run. Do you want people to listen to our podcast or not? Stay here. There you go. Stay. Tune in to next week's episode. <laughs> yes. So this was episode seven. We didn't announce that at any point. Oh, yeah. But Hi. Welcome to episode seven. This was episode seven. Of CritterCast. Indeed. We just didn't include that at all. <laughs> I assume people know now it's, what they're tuning in It's true. It's true. But I like to, you know, for a moment I like to take and say, wow, yeah, yeah seven, seven episodes. Right. That's almost seven hours of us talking about animals. And honestly, it's really actually like 12 hours because we talk a lot. Um, yeah. Did you have more facts or was that kind of... That's my facts. Yeah. That's the... I don't have any mola facts. It doesn't work. <laughs> you have to make a play on mula. Well, now I can't. Yeah, whatever. I was saving that up and you stole No, it you weren't, me. you liar. You hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> All of your mola... All of your mola mola puns were more puns, which does not work. Doesn't sound similar enough. I would like to say I'm very proud to say that in the in the course of recording this episode, our foster puppy did eventually fall asleep oh, on my lap. Thank God. Oh my gosh. It's been pretty distracting. Though. Look, we love her. She's adorable and very, very sweet, but also puppies are dicks, man. You will do a puppy episode as well. Oh, yeah. No worries. Oh, yeah, we will. Um, so, you know, we've done our mobile mobile episode. We have a lot of um, future episodes. We know a whole long list of critters that we would like to talk about. Yeah. The the debate for us is always which one exactly to talk about next. It's so hard to figure it out, although I have, I have pretty strong feelings on the next one we should do. Okay. Submit. I have to submit it? Submit your thoughts. Oh, right now? Yes. But shouldn't we keep it as a surprise? Nah. Well, we usually announce the animal. I if we know, do, we usually announce the animal. I want to do hammerhead bats. Hammerhead bats? Yes. Can we just do a bat episode? No. There's too many different types of bats because I want to do the flying foxes at a different point. I don't want to talk about hammerhead bats. I thought we were just going to do a general bat episode. Okay, how about this? How about if we did large bats? Flying foxes are large bats. Yeah, so we could do flying foxes and hammerhead bats at the same time. But those are the main two you want to talk about. So why don't we just do all bats? But, but like, other bats are cool, too. Okay, fine. Let's do a bats episode. Jeez. Okay, so tune in for our next episode, which will be about bats. Bats. It's going to be a long one. 
Because I don't think that we'll be able to talk for multiple episodes about bats. I disagree. I'll stop it. But (laughs) we certainly don't want to try and fit 45, like, you know, lots of bat content into, like, 40 minutes. So it will be a longer episode. So sit tight. It'll help make up for for the lack of episode last week. Yeah, that's right. Slash this week. Yes. And you'll get an extra long bat episode next week. And it's going to be super cool because bats are awesome. And I have a personal story that I can't wait to share. I have a lot of personal stories about bats. See, it's going to be a really good episode. Yeah, I think it'll be like a little facts, but a lot of fun anecdotes. I think so, too. I think it's time to do a a fun episode. Yeah, we've done a lot of factual ones recently. Mm -hmm. I think it's time. Yeah, I I know it was meant to be a a lovely comment from one of our amazing listeners about how they learned so much from our kitten episode. (laughs) I'm so glad, because it is important to know about kittens, because you're going to encounter them at some point in your life. But, like, I want it to be more entertaining, unless, like, you got a lecture. I mean, it's kind of hard when it's something that you literally do for I, a living. I know. <laughs> I think I'm thankful that I do that less now in my new yeah. job because, like, I just get so soapboxy about kittens and that kind of drives me nuts. I know. And I'll get really soapboxy when we talk about dogs and puppies, too. Oh, yeah. Like, just way too much. Yeah. 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 We have a lot of opinions on so dogs much. and puppies. Yeah. So many. So yeah. much. How many? Ten inches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it for today. Yeah. We we finished recording a, a remarkably early hour, but some of us have to get up early to take our problem children to the vet tomorrow morning. Man, you guys, it's so smoky and gross here in California right now. It's been, it feels like it's just been a month, a solid month of just hazy, smoky, ashy air mm-hmm. and hot, like 90 to 100 five degree temperatures yep and so all of our dogs are having extreme like skin allergy issues yep poppy had to get had to go to the vet and get treatment for a (laughs) owie in a delicate place Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's recovered from that just in time for tinkerbell to chew her paw open to make it all pink and raw. And it doesn't help that they can't go um, on... We can't say the word, because they're all sitting here. Oh, yeah. But no, we can't... say the word. You know, take them to do the thing that they would normally do several times a day, right. except for early, early in the morning if we get up early enough, yeah. which a lot of times we don't, and then late in the night yeah. when it's nice and cool and the yeah. smoke isn't so bad, because the heat has been terrible, so the concrete outside is too yeah. hot for their it paws. Yeah, would burn their paws. Um, and the smoke has been so bad that, like, we have a hard enough time, and we know what right. we're doing, and we can be conscious about that, and they can't be conscious about what no. they're breathing in, so no. in an effort to protect them... We've had to keep them a little stir-crazy yeah. by keeping them inside, and they kind of hate it. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're getting a lot of, like, enrichment and treats, and they do have a foster puppy to play with, but and they're getting a ton of attention, but, True. yeah, they're they're not loving. They're bored. Being stuck inside quite so much. To so. be fair. But Poor babies. All is well. You know what else could happen? Mm. We could buy them more presents, or our lovely listeners could send us their favorite dog presents. (laughs) One day when we have so many supporters we won't get gifts for ourselves. We'll get gifts for the critters. Oh, obviously. And guys, I know we mentioned earlier that the San Jose Reptile show is coming up and that we will be in attendance. But this episode will likely be published on the 12th or 13th. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have our bat episode published on the 19th. Yeah. 
And then the next time that comes around, yeah. the episode that goes live that day. Yeah. Well, the episode that got live that day, you won't know about it yet. No. But the next episode, the first episode of September, uh-huh. you'll get to hear all about our new baby. <gasps> Maybe. If we find just the right one. We're going to find the right one. It's a huge expo. <laughs> it's bigger than the Sacramento one. They had to move into um, the fairgrounds because it was too big. Like outside? Or well, inside? I mean, there's indoor buildings, oh, okay. but they had to, they were in like an, an expo hall like yeah. the Sacramento one is, and then they had to move into the fairgrounds because they got too big. I can't wait. It's going to be so cool. So it should be lots. We're so excited. So it's really cool. There's going to be like all sorts of snakes and reptiles. I'm really hoping to see crested geckos, um, gargoyle geckos, and viper geckos. Those are my like top hopes. Yeah. Of I don't know see. if they'll have viper geckos because there was only the one breeder at the Sacramento but show that had so them. Cute. Yeah, but they're not, like, commonly kept as pets because they're not handleable. But they're my favorite because they're teeny tiny and they cling onto your finger and they look like little baby dragons. That's that's why they're not handleable is because they're not really safe to handle. They're so small. That's a snack for a cat. (laughs) Or for a Cassie. Don't eat. I won't. Gross. (laughs) Okay, so if you're not already, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at... CritterCast. And uh, email us at crittercastpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and go check out our website, crittercastpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> and keep your eye out for exciting developments in lieu of flyers, maybe coupons. What? Amazing. Possibly even merchandise. And give us ideas of what sorts of things you would like, too. Like, do you want a tank top that says tampon eyes? I don't know. <laughs> no, nobody <laughs> wants anything that says tampon eyes. I kind of do. Then you can make it yourself. Um, We're not bulk ordering a bunch of tank tops that say tampon eyes. Um, uh, yes. So cast your votes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let us know what you want. Do you want maybe start with, like, stickers, buttons, bookmarks, things sure. that are cheaper to buy? Of tampon eyes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Of our logo, created by me, cordially me, Karina. (laughs) I hate saying my own name. (laughs) Who is so so humble. (laughs) I'm, like, the least humble person you've probably ever met. Let's be real. I mean, we probably wouldn't be making a podcast if we didn't like to hear ourselves talk. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't like to. I think we're pretty funny. Obviously. Obviously. You know what's even worse? Yeah. I, I listen to our podcast. Yeah. Is that weird? No. Okay. I listen to it to make sure I didn't make mistakes in editing. Yes. I don't listen to it a ton because I have to listen to it so much when we edit. Mm -hmm. And also, like, the first time I listen to it when I'm editing, I will laugh at things that I I thought were funny. I totally laugh. But then I don't laugh when I've listened to it ten times. It gets old. You know what's funny, though, is I usually laugh at the same place that, like, a second later I laugh on the recording. (laughs) I I think the same things are funny every time. That's... (laughs) embarrassing <laughs> oh my uh, god don't care <laughs> whatever anyway great yeah so tune in next week to hear all about the uh, amazing critters we call bats yeah yeah going into the nocturnal realm again yeah bringing it home yes definitely um and don't forget to rate and yes. review us on itunes yes that helps so much because yeah. we're 
we're still not yet quite showing up in iTunes searches and stuff because we haven't got enough ratings to show up. Yeah. So that helps us get more visibility. That helps people find our podcast. And you mm-hmm. know there's people out there who are just thinking, why can't I find that one hilarious comedy podcast that I know exists about animals with two relatable yeah. hosts? Absolutely. So help, help, your, help your fellow people. Two millennial women sitting around the table right. talking about animals. And how weird they are. This is, there's just no, there's <laughs> nothing better. There's also, nothing better. you can rate and review us on Facebook as well. Oh, Facebook yes. recognizes us as a podcast. Yeah. So if you give us a rating on Facebook, it's not just rating the Facebook page. It's actually rating the podcast as well. Which is amazing. Yep. So please do that. Yep. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to tune in. Uh, Hello to all of our new listeners. We're so excited to have you. If this is the first episode you're listening to, I hope you really enjoyed learning all about the wonderful world of mullahs. And I think you should dive in from episode one (laughs) on through. Dive in. (laughs) (laughs) For more terrible puns like that. I think you meant mullah. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Whatever. All right. Well, that's about it for tonight. So, uh, see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>